Hi, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Vet Method podcast, where we bring team training concepts to independent veterinary practice owners who want to grow revenues through a high performance team. My name is Sanjay Mangavai, and I'm joined today by Nadina Kojakaru. Hi, Nadina, welcome. Hi, and thank you for being here. So, whereabouts are you today, Nadina? So, um, uh, I live in Sweden. I'm born and raised in uh, communist Romania, but moved okay. to Sweden to work as a vet, for, mm-hmm. as a small animal vet, for 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I currently work uh, as a small animal vet part-time currently, and I'm working full-time as a life and uh, weight loss coach for small animal vets. Fantastic. So, um, so, so you're in Scandinavia yeah. somewhere in Sweden, and I would imagine the weather is pretty much... Yeah similar to the weather in the UK, um, kind of dismal weather a lot of the year, but at the moment it's getting nice and brighter and sunnier and it definitely has an effect on my yeah. emotional well-being and things. So, and I'm looking forward to these barbecues and meeting friends and family again. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. A, little, yeah. a little bit about Nadina. She is a small animal veterinarian, a professionally certified life and weight coach and the host of the Weight Loss for Small Animal Veterinarians podcast. She has experience working as a clinician in small two-person clinics right up to chief of the emergency department hospitals with up to 70 employees. And she can coach in English, Swedish and Romanian. Wow, Nadina, I bet that all keeps you very busy. Yes. (laughs) Being a vet, a coach, a podcast host and three languages, you know, you're making me feel a little bit inadequate. I think I'm busy sometimes. No. But you, you obviously know a thing or two about how to balance life and have a successful and fulfilling yes. life. Yeah, good yes. respect to you. So the title of the podcast is Tools for Vets Dealing with Emotional or Stress Eating. And we're going to talk all about that for the next seven minutes or so. All right, Nadina, our time starts now. So question number one. Who is your ideal client? So my ideal client is a small animal veterinarian who wants to improve their quality of life and lower the stress levels in their lives. And um, I know the challenges, our ups and downs as a profession, and there is nothing that a fellow vet colleague might struggle with (laughs) that Mm -hmm. I haven't seen or solved for myself or my coaching clients. And um, um, my business is called Vet Coach International because I've touched through my my coaching people Mm -hmm. um, over 20 countries so far. And my clients have been from vet students, newly grads, Mm -hmm. to diplomates from associates or relief vets or locum vets to multi-million dollar uh, vet practice owners. Mm -hmm. And... uh, Um, every small animal vet is my client because we are all emotional eaters. We are all using food to deal with our emotions. Absolutely. So it's basically um, vets across the whole spectrum of of the veterinary industry, uh, more or less, you know, we're so busy working in often chaotic, stressful environments, so many distractions and um, making poor decisions in our Food choices, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. Great. Yeah. 
Perfect. That leads us nicely onto question number two. What's the biggest problem your clients face and how would you help them solve it? So um, uh, I help small animal vets to deal with stress in, uh, in their lives without leaning into emotional overeating or, or stress eating. Mm -hmm. And uh, when they learn the tools for doing that, as a desired side effect, which mm -hmm. I love, uh, on top of healing their relationship with food and emotions, mm -hmm. they all increase their incomes while working less hours <laughs> wow. and are able to go home in time to their families, uh, which mm -hmm. uh, is the part that I most love about uh, the work that I'm doing with my people. Fantastic. So you find that that... Um... So, Sorry, carry on. Yeah, and um, um, the, the typical things that people experiencing uh, while dealing with stress eating mm -hmm. is, uh, or how to know that uh, we, we are stress eaters is we become increasingly more resentful and mm -hmm. righteous. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we are considering quitting our jobs or vet careers altogether, mm -hmm. they, my people just uh, use, you know, to put our victim coat mm -hmm. on, on us and start to blame, shame, judge. Mm -hmm. uh, they judge their circumstances, they, they judge themselves, mm -hmm. they gain weight because mm -hmm. uh, we all know how, how our days look like and we are stressed, we are using willpower throughout our days and we mm -hmm. are completely de uh, depleted of willpower when we are arriving at home. So okay. we end up on, on the sofa in front of the TV with a glass of wine or uh, multiple glasses of wine yeah. and uh, uh, eating pizza instead of, um, of uh, eating a healthy um, steak or, or uh, some, uh, some veggies with, uh, with a salad. So uh, um, okay. that is usually the, the kind of, uh, of symptoms that my people experience. Absolutely. So you mentioned quite a lot in there. There's quite a lot to unpack. But um, what um, caught me initially was you said there's a relationship between the stress that people feel and their performance as a vet. So you know, the, you know, mm -hmm. uh, creating higher value work, etc. Then obviously working longer hours to compensate for that, etc. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's really interesting. Fantastic. Okay, question yeah. number three, and I think you've covered a lot of that in question number two, is what are the typical symptoms people experience? So you mentioned the stress, uh, the blame, the victimization, mm -hmm. etc. Do you want to add anything to that? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think um, uh, what I see, I, and I've main, mentioned a little bit uh, in the first sentence, is they we become more righteous. You know, when we are stressed, mm -hmm. some uh, um, it's... Uh, uh, we become, we have to be right, you know, and, huh? um, and righteousness and kindness are mutually exclusive. That's so true. there is no kindness present when righteousness is there. Every time we want to be right at any cost, kindness is not present. We, we want to be right about our treatment. We want to be right about our diagnosis That's and we true. forget to be kind. And that takes a toll. On our uh, on our bodies, on our emotional 
well-being. Mm -hmm. And I usually ask my clients, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Uh, do you want to yeah. be right <laughs> or do yeah. you want to lose weight? Do uh, you want to be right or do you want to make money as a vet? Because if you believe, if your current belief is I've tried anything and nothing helps, mm -hmm. do you want to be right about that? Okay. Or do you actually want to be wrong about that and change your life? Okay, so... so... Uh, uh, the, 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 you know, the, that's, that um, stress that we feel when mm -hmm. we want to be right, that, that might be a clue or yeah. a cue to, to, to realize that we are actually stressed when we want to, to make a point, when we want to, uh, okay. to be right. So it's important to, to recognize uh, those those uh, those symptoms that you've been describing, you know, this need to be right. Vets in general tend to be um, mm -hmm. sort of perfectionist people, you know, and I think that yes. then relates to the stresses of having to do things, having to be right, like you say, um, and and, and yes. be correct all the time. So yes. the first step I would imagine is just recognizing that that's yes. what's happening to you, and as a consequence, you're yes. you're overeating yep. and eating the wrong foods, mm -hmm. etc. Okay, thank you for that. Yes. Um, what are the common mistakes people make when trying to solve that problem? So they have this problem, but they obviously try and sort yes. it out themselves rather than see someone like mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think um, the, we have to begin with the basics. So I think we don't understand what, what stress means in veterinary medicine, what this word means, because mm -hmm. When we usually say, I am stressed, we think that we know what that means, but that's not true. And to give you a specific example from small animal veterinary medicine to, to, to understand what I mean, uh -huh. is like a pet owner calling in and telling you, my dog has diarrhea, I want a treatment. And you actually don't know what's the problem because just diarrhea, it's not enough. Yeah. Um, it might actually be constipated and just passes loose intestinal fluids <laughs> uh, through the obstruction, or it might have urinary bladder stones that are blocked the urethra, or a parasite infection, or a parvovirus, or whatever, you know? Uh -huh. So just um, to understand what the heck stress means, uh -huh. we have to be able to, to understand that first, to okay. be able to find a solution. Okay. And from my experience in working with my clients, when we say those words, I am stressed, mm. um, stress means one of those three different clusters of emotions. And <laughs> tell me if, if you recognize something of that, because the first is overwhelm and confusion. Absolutely, yeah. The second is worry, fear, anxiety, panic. And the third one is doubt, self-doubt and imposter syndrome. Absolutely. And so those three clusters of emotions have different solutions. So we have to understand what we mean by I am stressed. Am I overwhelmed? Because you have a solution. Am I in self-doubt? You mm -hmm. have another solution. Okay. Am I worried, worried about something? There is another solution. That's so um, those are the common mistakes. We put everything in a fluff okay. and we don't find the solution for our stress. 
Okay. Until we understand how what is the actual problem. Okay. So so people maybe even recognize that they are stressed, but they obviously need help to discover what the underlying issues yes. are behind the yeah. stress. Okay. Yes. Um, yep. Yeah, you know, those feelings. Yeah. So, yeah, you you hit the right buttons, you know, from a personal <laughs> note as well, because, yeah. you know, I felt the overwhelm, you know, the anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, certainly, I've been a vet for 32 years. Certainly, burnout was an issue for me, you know, but you, mm -hmm. but you don't recognize it. You, you know, the solution yes. seems to be work harder, work longer, you know, which is what a lot it of vets yep. need to do. Um, mm -hmm. But obviously, that's yeah. not what they need to do. Okay, fantastic. Okay, question number five. What is one valuable free action that someone listening to this can implement that will help them with that problem? If there's some so sort of thing that you can I think, mm -hmm. Yes, uh, I think uh, the first step is to expect to feel stressed okay. and to expect to feel one of those three clusters of emotions on a regular basis so <laughs> okay. um yeah, daily okay so the first step is always to be aware that you will feel them <laughs> don't fight their existence okay so you are a perfect human being with a perfectly designed brain if you are experiencing them nothing has gone wrong here okay. so uh, I will give you some example of thoughts that create overwhelm. So, mm -hmm. I have so much to do. I am overbooked. Again. Yeah. Yeah. I am running behind. I will be late again. My front desk people will be on my back again for running late. <laughs> so, those kind of thoughts will create always overwhelm. Because yes. the emotions are created by the thoughts we are thinking. They are not created by the facts. The mm -hmm. fact that you have 10 patients in the waiting room in an ER doesn't create stress. The thoughts that you have about those clients or those uh. pets will create the stress and overwhelm. Because for me, having 10 clients in the ER, like, yuppie, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and for another colleague, they might create that kind of thought pattern that creates stress and overwhelm. Okay. So the second step is to find out the facts. What are the actual facts of what I have to do? Okay. And instead of thinking I have so much to do or I have a gazillion phone calls to do or to make, just what are the facts? I have three phone calls to do or to make. I have 10 patients in the, in the waiting room. My vet tech called in sick, okay. you know? like cold facts because that creates more grounding mm -hmm. and to to be able to take your brain from that spiral of negativity mm -hmm. into the task in front of you so, so refocus your attention to the task in front of you that creates efficiency and the, this is the solution to overwhelm indulging in those emotions you know um, mm -hmm. uh, confusion self-doubt is not helpful and to 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 talk from my client's perspective having a pit stop in the break room to mm -hmm. eat five cookies won't save <laughs> you time <laughs> absolutely 
you okay. might drink some uh, some water but don't eat five don't cookies, eat cookies because you will be more late <laughs> and very practices so, are renowned for having cookies and donuts yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. sorry so those were really and, valuable tips um you mentioned first of all um recognizing that it's okay to feel those emotions yes yeah yeah yes okay yeah, yeah. To, to, to normalize that because yeah because even i as a life coach i'm doing that for a living mm. and uh i um i check all the time with myself what am i what am i thinking what am i feeling okay. and i find myself in overwhelm on a regular basis a few times every day during yeah. my vet uh, vet days and then i oh i uh, i am again in overwhelm refocus if okay. i have a uh, if i if i have a, um, a blood smear or a mm -hmm. cytology to look in in the microscope nadina go back to the microscope <laughs> you won't save time if you are thinking about being late with the ne next patient that that is not useful just go back to the task in front of you because we can do anything, but we can't do everything, and uh, especially not at the same time. Yeah, that's an important uh, point, because uh, one of the things I tell new graduates in particular is, you know, you don't have to know everything. It's okay not mm -hmm. to know everything. The client just yes. expects you to try and find out, you know? Yes. And you mentioned yep. the other bit um, after that was choosing your response, choosing your reaction to the situation. Mm -hmm. Look at the facts yes. as they are, and not as yeah. the worst that they could possibly be. Like, you know, I've got 10 clients waiting, I'm yes. going to overrun, I'm not going to get home for dinner, oh, I'm really tired, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and to accept that 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 is a normal brain um, pattern, mm -hmm. that is what saved our lives as a species until now. But like you said, we are perfectionists mm -hmm. and we like to catastrophize a lot. Yeah, yeah. So when we, yeah. you know, <laughs> instead of, of, let's say another fact, I, I had a bad review on mm -hmm. Google or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. and our brains will take that fact, one bad review mm -hmm. and make, uh, we will be homeless under a bridge, right. uh, our family will be destroyed yes. so uh, i will lose my practice i will lose my license i will be homeless under a bridge yeah. and i mean like come on yeah. there must be something in between and expect your brain to do that shenanigan with you <laughs> yeah and, and make it, fun of it <laughs> and i think perception is is reality sometimes so for you that if you have those feelings you start to feel the reality and it's not really true like you said you've got to look at the facts and mm -hmm. then and then uh, take it from yeah. there. Fantastic. Okay, so mm -hmm. we're getting on nice. And that, drink some water. <laughs> yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so question number six. What is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that uh, will further help them? So um, I will di uh, direct my people to, or the people who are listening to this, to my website, which okay. is vetcoachinternational.com. And download the quick weight loss guide mm -hmm. uh, that is especially designed for small animal vets. Mm -hmm. And it has the biology, some coaching tools and some quick start um, uh, tips 
to mm-hmm. start your uh, your your journey through weight loss and stop the emotional uh, eating mm-hmm. and listen to my weight loss for small animal veterinarians podcast for more brain science biology and coaching tools which i love <laughs> ah that's fantastic um, yeah I'll, I'll i'll definitely be doing that for myself i'll be downloading the guide and i'll be listening to the podcast nadina fantastic and finally question number seven what's the one question nadina that i should have asked you that would give some value to our audience? Uh, I think that question is, what are your core values and why are those important? Okay. And my core values are freedom, especially freedom of speech, unconditional love for all the humans and animals on this planet, mm-hmm. and having fun and ease. And why is it important to know our core values? Because mm-hmm. This is an important exercise to make for your business, for, for yourself personally, because every time one of our core values is stepped on, we feel frustration, anger, resentment that we can't release. No matter how much mind work or thought work or how much we try to change our lenses about a circumstance. And I want to give you just a a little example or a small example about that. If somebody would tell me, um, one of my core values is unconditional love. And I I really, this is ingrained in my bone marrow and uh, in my DNA. I love all the people on this planet and all the animals and the planet in in its wholeness. And if somebody tells me that I am mean, that that I'm unkind mm-hmm. um, or that a vet tech reported yeah. me that I mean right even if I know that their words are the facts and I get to change my thoughts about their their words mm-hmm. that doesn't work for me because that steps on one of my core values and that is not my truth so my my wholeness will still feel frustration and anger and and resentment about that sentence and my solution to that is i might to rephrase or to to reframe the wording because i might be stressed i might be overwhelmed i might have uh, be uh, i might have been too direct in my communication with that vet tech but i'm not unkind i'm not mean you know because I have to stand up for what is true for me as a human being. And if we are not able to do that, or we are working in a practice mm-hmm. that misaligns with that, with mm-hmm. our core values, that relationship won't work. Okay. So it's really important to know. So it's really important to know to make this exercise. And there are a lot of resources online okay. um, to discover what are your core values. And I am doing that with my clients as well. Okay, so you were able to help people identify because sometimes people, they'll have core values, but they can't put them into words necessarily. Yeah, so you would help people recognize what their core values are so that if those values get violated, they'll know why they feel the way they feel. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they cannot change those feelings, no matter how they try, no matter how, how much they try to change their thoughts about those facts. And uh, it's important to know, and it's important also to know that core values 
are fluid and uh, they change in times in, in time so sometimes we we adopt some core values and sometimes mm -hmm. they are changing but uh, it's it's important to know uh, because uh, that will shape our uh, uh, our businesses it will shape our careers as vets and uh, uh, it will be like a compass through our Absolutely. life you know and it's not the kind of training that you get at at veterinary school either you know those um, I could I could talk to you to you for hours about this topic Nadine. it's so interesting you know that mm -hmm. was you yes. Know, yes yeah <laughs> I definitely feel that um, you can change the way vets look at their lives you know and you've got some very specific tools that you can help them with that if they implemented them if they adopted them then uh, it could make a difference in the way that they uh, they perceive themselves as veterinary surgeons because you mentioned earlier that it helps them perform better so if they sort this side of their life out they'll be better veterinary surgeons and they'll be working in practices that are just outstanding places yeah. to work you know the two things that uh, yes. are in short supply i think in veterinary medicine the world over wow thank you nadina thank you so much that was so useful i'm sure our listeners are going to find that thank very you. valuable and thank you for joining me on this podcast thank you